Welcome to I Like Genius, episode four, recorded the week of October 15th, 2009. I am your host. My name is James Kennison. Today, we are very honored to have one Benjamin Heckendorn, a.k.a. Ben Heck. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. I, uh, if you don't know Ben's work, he's a, uh, a modder, a filmmaker, a blogger, a podcaster, and more recently, a movie prop maker. Only um, some of those actually get paid for, though. I mean, that's that's the important part. <laughs> hey, anything you get paid for makes my audience drool. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Not everybody, you know, is on uh, Lifehacker and, and all these different sites that pour over your stuff. Um, tell us. Oh, a don't worry. About- I'm not usually on those sites either. <laughs> <laughs> I read like Joystick and Yahoo News and that's oh, about it. Well, there's a bunch of people talking about your stuff. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Or, or I, I'm familiar with you, but... Uh, Tell us a little bit about what you do and, and why people should care that you're on the show. Um, well, I, I modify things. I like make uh, custom video game mods, uh, like portable PlayStations and Xbox 360. And I also do um, some controllers for accessibility. Um, I've done that before where, you know, I build a controller that's to help someone oh, who might not have use of their limb or one of their limbs or something. So that's something I've done. So, yeah, that's pretty much the bread and butter of what I do. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So basically, when he says portable, what he's meaning, folks, he takes something like uh, an Atari or a uh, more commonly an Xbox 360 and turns that sucker into either a laptop or a handheld gaming device. Um, that's the reason why he's on the show, as far as I'm concerned. This guy takes Atari 2600s. He takes, uh, you know, a Commodore 64s, turns them into portable Any, devices. It, huh? Anything I can find laying around, apparently. <laughs> yeah, even toddlers. He, he just packages them up and, you know. Um, Tod- Portable toddlers. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, weld carrying straps onto their back. You know, <laughs> parents think it's quite handy, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a monkey backpack. That's all it is. It's not really a leash. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. This won't hurt at all. <laughs> so that's basically what a modder is, uh, you, you unwashed masses, is uh, somebody who modifies stuff. Now, if you use that term in reference to me, modding means is short for modeling. Um, but, uh, but it, when, when Benjamin's, uh, involved, that is, he's modifying things. And again, what he said about, uh, accessibility, he, he took a 360 controller, the one I'm familiar with and, uh, and took one of the, uh, thumb, uh, what do they call those things? The thumb, oh. uh. Thumb sticks. Yeah, there you go. Thank Analog you. Analog sticks. Yeah, the thumb sticks. I don't know the specific name either. Yeah. I just kind of tear it apart. Sounds good. And he stuck it on the other side so the guy could hold it against his leg and play one-handed. That's amazing. It's an interesting challenge making ones like that because, uh, you know, it can help people. I mean, I still charge them for it, but right, um, right. interesting interesting to see what I can come up with. So that's fun. So what got you started in uh, in something as crazy as turning a Atari into a laptop or a 360 into a laptop? I just started it kind of as a hobby. I'm like, I would like to build a portable Atari. And so I built one and... Uh, yeah, so I did that, and then I had it. I had it on my website, and a lot of people were interested in it. So I just kept making more, and then I wrote a book about it. And now I just, I don't know, there's always enough business that I just keep doing it. So, so you, you know, not to get all up in your finances, but did you start getting paid pretty, pretty? I mean, offers right off the bat, or is it how, how long did you have to work before people started wanting to pay you to do what you'd love to do anyway? 
Well, I'm pretty much right from the beginning when I had my first Atari Portable, people, you know, wanted one. So pretty quickly. Geeks with more money than talent, apparently. Uh, bugging you. That's awesome. <laughs> That's, I guess, as a condescending way of putting it, but I guess it's true. <laughs> well, yeah, not many of us are known for doing stuff. That's why uh, when we find somebody, we're like, oh, we love you. I was talking to Jerry Ellsworth last week, and she made a good comment. She's like, it's amazing how something barely more difficult than getting off the couch can be construed as magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and that, that's true. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, a lot of the stuff, it's, you know, it, it might seem difficult and tricky, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's something that anyone could learn, and I encourage people to learn it and, you know, look into it. Well, let's talk about that. How how would somebody tuning around in their garage, how would they go from what they're doing now if they wanted to break outside of that garage and, and really do something more like what you're doing? Back when I started this, there wasn't as much information available on the Internet, but there is a lot more now. You know, think of something that you'd like to build because you can't just say, oh, I'm going to mod something and sit there and twiddle your thumbs. you got to have some sort of goal. Otherwise, you're probably not going to accomplish anything. But, uh, you know, think of something that you, know, you, you find interesting. I think that was definitely, you know, I liked, I was a big fan of the Atari. And for some reason, I thought I was the only fan, even though I've since learned that's incorrect. Hmm. But it was something I cared a lot about or uh, I, I thought was cool. So I had kind of a built-in passion, if you will. And I'm like, okay, so uh, I like this thing. So that will give me the motivation to, uh, you know, want to complete this project. Right. So I think that's important to find something, you know, if you're going to mod something, don't just mod something for the sake of it. Find something that you're like excited about because that'll give you the proper motivation to finish it. And then, yeah, finishing things is good too. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that can be, that can be kind of an obstacle a lot of the time, but uh, yeah, I would say that's definitely, you know, start with something that you like, you know, t- start small. Like I wouldn't suggest starting with like a, you know, PlayStation or an Xbox, maybe start with like a Nintendo or something. Nintendo's, Mm-hmm. Not too hard. Not too hard to do. But yeah, mostly do what interests you because that'll allow you to keep your interest in it. You know, when when times get hard and mm-hmm. the project's kicking your, you're like, ah, oh, this thing. I don't know. There's tons of information on the internet. The internet has all sorts of information. So I would suggest anyone that is interested in the idea or the of the hobby, just go on the internet and uh, Wikipedia it up and all sorts of stuff. People have figured out all sorts of stuff for you ahead of time. And like my website, we have forums where people can go and read crap. And uh, you'd mentioned yeah. a book. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. I wrote a book, it's called hacking video game consoles. And, uh, believe it or not, it tells you how to, um, you know, turn your video game console into a portable. So basically it allows you to do the stuff that I do and it has all the instructions and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I think I've got four, God, five years ago, I wrote that man. Wow. Time is is going by, but I mean, it's still relevant mostly. And I mean, it's not going to have like, you know, the Xbox 360 because, did not exist at the time. Right, but, right. But it'd be a good place for folks to start, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, all the basic concepts are there, definitely. So what has been your favorite project you've done to date? Completed project? Oh, I don't care. Oh, uh, the Atari 800 laptop that I built mm-hmm. about a month ago, I like that quite a bit. The Commodore 64, one that I made earlier this spring, I was quite proud of, mostly because they're brown-colored and old-looking my pinball machine, once I get it done, will be my masterpiece. Yeah. I want to talk saying. about that thing a little bit. <laughs> First of all, I want to say I'm completely jealous of you. I mean, when I'm, when I'm retiring, I want two things. I want a slushy machine to make my own ICs, and I want a stinking pinball machine. Um, but you are making your own. That's insane. 
And uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is for somebody like me. For somebody like you, I'm sure it's it's just. Uh, it's, oh no, no, no! It's still difficult. Don't. <laughs> so why don't. why Bill Paxton? Not that I don't agree that he is amazing. No, but I, I get asked that a lot. I mean, can you believe it? Especially in True, um, Li- True Lies. You know, that's my favorite role for him. But Oh, yeah, definitely. What do you say? He's like, I got him lining up, and now it's just skanks either. <laughs> well, some are. Um, well, okay, why? I mean, obviously, I like Bill Paxton as an actor because he kind of – well, he's kind of like William Shatner, also named Bill, and Will Smith. Actually, all my favorite actors are named Will. Oh, okay. William. Because – they are what they are. They don't really try to be anything that they're not, and they do a serviceable job of it. You know, mm-hmm. Bill Paxton's usually either like a eater or, um, or like he actually, I've uh, you know researched a lot of his movies using the Netflix, and uh, he plays like a small town redneck in a lot of movies. But you know, I guess he does a pretty good job at it. But it was actually yeah, it was over four years ago. I thought one day I'm like I'm gonna I'm, I should build my own pinball machine, right? Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, what should the theme be? And I really didn't have any idea. And then I thought, oh, Bill Paxton pinball. That entire um, thought process was about two minutes of time, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the main thing is, I'm not doing it because I think Bill Paxton is like the greatest person ever, and like I want to meet him and all this. I mean, he's obviously cool, but mostly it's because I want to make a pinball machine, and I'm like, well. I'd like to pick a theme that is kind of funny because most right. people wouldn't have a Bill Paxton. P- yeah. But the fact that it makes people like, why is he building a Bill Paxton pinball machine? The fact that it would make confuse people and make them wonder that to me, that's worth doing. Cause I, I kind of like that factor. It's the, you, it's, the, it's, the WTF factor. It's just this side of the cool side of obscure. I like that. So, right. And it's, it's so, it's like so ridiculous that no one else would do it. And that makes it cool. <laughs> Excellent. That, that, that yeah, yeah, it sure beats the pants off a Mario themed, you know, or a Nintendo themed one. You know, you'd expect that, you know. Like if I was like a typical like geek, I'd make a, a Bruce Campbell pinball. But honestly, I like Bill Paxton more. So I need you to make me a It's a Wonderful Life themed pinball machine. That's the whole board would open up about halfway through, and there'd be a there'd be a puddle of water underneath, and the ball would. Hey, that, go in. that would be a good that would be a good uh, gimmick on the board. Yeah, have part of it open up and swallow the ball. They're like, all right, all right, all right, Mary, what are you doing now? Where's where's your drash? La- lasso the moon, lasso the moon. <laughs> you are a podcaster, and you've done I don't know. Yeah, I recorded one tonight actually. Yeah. Um, tell folks where they can find that show and what it's about and why they should listen. Well, it's on my website. Well, you can get it off my website or you can go to uh, com. Well, we don't talk about my project. It's me and my friend, Jason Jones, mm-hmm. who was just here, as I mentioned. But um, we don't talk about my projects because I talk about that all the time. So in my podcast, I talk about things that I want to talk about, such as, well, we talk about video games and uh, what did we talk about tonight? We talked about like the um, the PSP Go and things like that. So we try to do one every two weeks, but that. It's kind of hard. I mean, as I'm sure you've noticed, it can be hard. So mm-hmm. try to do one at least a month. But hey, we're still doing it after three years, which is a lot oh, wow. more than you can say for a lot of podcasts. A lot of times they fizzle out. Hey, um, you're you're mostly known, I would say, on the Internet for your modding. But tell us a little bit about some of the other projects you do. I, I noticed, I mean, that's one of the things I love about this show is I find people I kind of idolize from afar, get on their, you know, researching for the show and find out they do a whole bunch of other stuff. And I was very surprised to find You've done some films. I didn't make any money off of them, but yeah, it's a hobby of mine that is expensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm an independent filmmaker that is, that used to be my hobby before I started doing 
mods as a hobby, and that became my job. So independent film became my hobby again. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, uh, we did one last year about a giant killer possum, and you can actually download them off my site because I don't care because I realize I won't make money off them. So tell me about uh, movie prop making. Tell me about what movies we could see your stuff in and how. You even oh, you got into that, yeah. The all the all one movie I've made a prop for. Okay, I didn't know if that that had been done before or if that was the first time. Oh so. no, that was my first time. It feels like the first time. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was for I hope they serve beer in hell. Mm-hmm. They uh, emailed me last year. The prop department is like blah blah blah. One of our characters plays Xbox or something, and could you make a special controller for him? And I'm like, okay. And then here's the cost. And they're like, oh my God, that much? And I'm like, well, that's for two of them because you wanted two because it's a movie. And they're like, oh, okay. The cost of that prop actually costs more than the movie I made last summer. So I'm like, ha ha, <laughs> take that. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I mean, it was basically uh, in the movie, this Xbox controller you hold with two hands. So it's kind of Wii-like. And it actually worked, but apparently they like chopped some of the cords off. And so then it didn't work. Oh, boo. Kind of sucks because I, w- I, I wouldn't have bothered making it working if it, well, no, I probably still would have. Yeah. So. I can understand that. It's kind of like uh, uh, Da Vinci finishing the Last Supper, and then they come in with like their wallpaper. He's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> that obviously happened. The, yeah, uh, but he slept at night knowing it was finished underneath that wallpaper. By God, well, as so. long as long as he got paid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's ultimately all that matters. So with that, I'm like, well, kind of sucks that they chopped it up, but whatever. I got paid, and I made something for a movie. The end. I mean, I guess it'd be cool to you know do another movie prop, but uh, you know. Having anyone lining up, but I don't know. I guess it could happen again. Well, it probably will. Once you do one, it gets out there. So that's pretty much why I did it. I mean, you got you got to take you know baby steps. Like you do one thing, you don't necessarily do it for the thing you're doing. You do it to to do the next thing, mm-hmm. so to speak. Before I had this amazingly amazingly lucrative job, of, I was just like you know just a normal mild mannered graphic artist. But it's um, it's not rocket science for someone to like you know just try something, put it on the internet, and. Who knows what kind of things you might accomplish? I mean, you know, like Apple Computer was started in a garage. Right, right. But I think that's that's the point of this entire show is it's normal folks um, who do extraordinary things. And oftentimes, I think without exception, everybody I've interviewed, and you're only the fourth episode I've done, are folks that almost their stuff is more popular than they are to a certain extent. That, that someone would identify what you guys put out more than than maybe even your name and i think that's what makes you guys amazing is your work you're so talented gifted and and not only that but you put work behind it you you put out enough stuff and you captured pardon the corny phrase but you captured the imagination of the internet and um i i that's part of my goal is let's let's put people like ben heck up there a little bit on a pedestal and uh and and get people inspired to emulate that and do something with their lives so Oh, good. That, that's good because I, I'm, well, m- one of my personal goals, my, um, you know, some people who are famous or quasi famous, you know, they try to like end wars. And, and uh, my political goal is <laughs> I want to encourage young people to get into uh, engineering because we don't have enough of that in our country. It's really okay. sad. So. Okay. So that so would be your I, advice. I hope, I hope what? Uh, so that that's what your advice would be to a, a high school kid or whatever that's that's looking to do something? is. Yes, they should get into electrical engineering because think about it. At a certain point in this country, all we'll have left is IT people and nurses. True. And uh, well, I don't know. I don't want to get in that soapbox, but it's definitely something that is severely lacking. And I mean, I don't know if it's not sexy enough, but and the people who are engineers right now is they're getting old and it's mm-hmm. it's it's well, I mean, you can you can read about it. It's on the news. It's like it's definitely one of the careers where it's like, you know, Mars needs women kind of thing. It's like right. definitely um 
So anyway, my point is, if I can inspire young kids to do that, that's good. That's cool because I really think that's I, I feel very strongly about it, actually. Well, Liam has a question along those lines. He says, uh, did you go to college to learn everything, you know, or are you self-taught? Uh, yeah. Anyway, to, to um, contradict my last point, yeah, all the electrical engineering is self-taught. But I still think people should go to school for it. I, I agree. I agree. Well, the thing is, they could do so much better than me. I mean, I'm surprised people don't. I really don't. I really don't know why they haven't usurped me yet. Actually, some people have great mods, really cool stuff that I've never stuff I've never done. So I encourage that. Well, yeah, you run a website uh, at showcase.benheck.com that uh, that displays uh, folks' stuff, and that's that's awesome. Yeah, the primary purpose of that was to use up the bandwidth on my site that I pay for but do not utilize. Ah. The secondary purpose, secondary and tertiary purpose, was, yeah, to show off this stuff because, you know, Engadget will, like, show stuff that people in my forums make a lot, and they'll link to my forums, which is kind of dumb. It would be better for the projects people make to have its own page, which is more, a little more presentable. So, yeah, that was kind of the idea. Because, yes, I, I, really, I really encourage people to get into this kind of stuff because it's very important. Jacob uh, wanted to know, what was the project that he regretted once he got started, and was it worth it once it was finished? Oh, uh, Xbox 360 laptop, the first one I made. Yeah? That was, that was bad. Because I did it for a friend, so I really didn't make much money on it at all, and it took me forever, and all these problems, and blah, blah, blah. So when I was doing it, I'm like, oh my god, never again, right? <laughs> But now I've made like, what, eight of them? Wow. And it's certainly been worth it. So I guess the moral of that story is you have to fight through the tough times. And you can't fail until you give up. There's a bumper sticker for you. There you go. You need to say it in an Irish accent. That was the only thing. You never fail until you get up. <laughs> and I'm going to get up and have a beer because I'm Irish. <laughs> Thank you. That was much better. Augie uh, doesn't have a question, but uh, I, I, I don't know if it's a guy or girls, but I'll just say she. <laughs> she says, thank you for all that you do. She says, he inspires people like me to attempt to make electronic stuff. So Good. there you go. That's all I can hope for in life. Good deal. Yeah, I appreciate that actually a lot more than you might think because uh, another thing folks do when they get famous and is they get a big head and, and they get better than everybody else. They forget their roots. And uh, especially singers, you know, about the time they, they make a song called I'm Real. That's when they stop be, being real. No, but that's that's the thing. That's why I come on these podcasts, and I just sit around and I swear. And if it's a video podcast, I drink beer during it because I don't want people to think that I think I'm better than them. I mean, maybe I can make things better than them, but I I, I want people to think that it's an, it's an approachable hobby, mm-hmm. you know? Because if you sit there thinking like, oh, and apparently you're French or English – uh, my artistic value. No one can do this. And well, I don't think they should try. And I'm going to sip brandy. It's like nobody wants that stuff. I mean, right. the only person you're impressing when you do that is yourself. Right. And that doesn't get you anywhere. I do. I do have a rule. The only person I let outdo me is myself. There you go. There you go. And my pinball machine is going to just outdo everything. That is. Is it going to have any loops? I mean, how are you going to bend the wire for the? Ah, uh, or is it going to be old school? Oh, gee, let me. I, I hope I can figure out how to bend a wire. <laughs> now, now I am being condescending. Come on, I don't know. I'm talking. Well, actually, um, most of the actually, I'm working on the ramps right now. Most of the ramps are going to be acrylic. Uh, I think uh, most of the ramps are usually vacuum formed, which is where they heat up the plastic. But uh, um, okay, I was actually I was thinking there's going to be a ramp which is which is shaped like a tornado that the ball goes down for Twister, of course. Mm-hmm. Twister gives me some pause because there actually was a Twister pinball game, and it did, in fact, have a photo of Bill Paxton on it, as well as Helen Hunt. Right. Whatever happened to her? Anyway. Um, she got replaced by that younger actress that looks like her. 
Oh, Lily Sorbisky. Yeah. And she looks exactly like her. It's scary. It's like face off. I got that. I got that uh, Return of the King movie or Dungeon Siege because I love bad movies. And she's in that. And yeah, she could like. Yeah, she's like the new um, Helen Hunt. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yes. Um, Yeah. So I'm what I'm trying to I'm making the ramps right now. But right now they're just acrylic and made out of plastic and whatnot. But uh, I might do a wire. I don't think I'm going to get this twister ramp done in time for tomorrow. So I was actually at uh, Ace yesterday looking at uh, wire. I'm like, oh, I could bend this into a twister shape. So Hmm. I'll figure it out. I mean, I've I had no idea how to do this. And I guess I'm I'm slowly but surely I'm figuring it out. I've only destroyed like, you know, 20 shift registers so far. So. Hey, uh, just some some closing questions. What's the best movie you've seen in the past year? Uh, let's see. Gosh, I liked Up quite a bit. I thought that was quite good. Um, Star Trek was pretty good. Uh, I, I I know it was really, it was good, but I I kind of forgot about it after I saw it. Mm-hmm. My favorite movie of all time is actually Ed Wood. I don't know if any yeah, of you yeah. have seen that great movie. Best worst movie. Probably Dungeons and Dragons that came out like nine years ago with Jeremy Irons. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Was Jeremy Irons in that? I thought he was an in dragon or whatever. Oh, Aragon? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. He, that one. He, was the, he was the Liam Neeson mentor in Aragon because apparently Liam Neeson was busy making another movie about a, mentoring. A good one. So that's what I liked about, um, about Taken. It was nice to see Liam Neeson just killing people for a change. It was not, <laughs> I will teach you how to be Batman. Or a crusader, or a Jedi. Yes. Or, uh, yeah, exactly. I also um, it gets a lot of uh, crap, but uh, Batman and Robin. It's not a good movie, but it's a very good bad movie. Yes. Holy rusted metal, Batman. <laughs> and then Arnold saying things like, "Tonight, hell freezes over." <laughs> oh, I've probably watched that movie like ten times. Uh. I actually have two copies of it. I have the one with the director's commentary where. Um, what's his face? Joel Schumacher's like, you know, don't blame the screenwriter. I shot this. Blame me. <laughs> if you hit yourself with a hammer and there is a uh, a, a five year old child nearby, what uh, what's your favorite non swear word that's going to come out of your mouth? <laughs> you ask. Do you ask everyone this or just me? I do. Because I find that people get really creative when they're trying not to swear. <laughs> it probably I'd probably say like. <laughs> You can find uh, more about Mr. Heck here at benheck.com. Uh, he has a YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash user slash benheck.com. Spell it all out. Don't put a dot. And uh, he must have been having a hard day finding a username that day. Uh, and then his modding showcase, again, at showcase.benheck.com. And uh, Ben, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thanks for an awesome interview. No problem. 